0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Your weekend is not complete without the First Lady of New York Radio. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Welcome to the Joan Hamburg Show. I picked a good Sunday to be part of it. I have Broadway legend star currently on Broadway in Sondheim's company, the one and only Patti Lapone. I'm a big Patti fan, and I've known her a long time. Patti, a fantastic career, going strong, and definitely one of the leading lights in an amazing Stephen Sondheim show. And it's different. If you have seen company before, the main character of the story centers around a guy. And everyone wants to get him married. Like, why is it he married? He's smart, he's good looking, he's got everything to offer. What's wrong? And all his married friends, who aren't so happy, but all want him to um, sort of cut the cord and do it. Only this version is very different. There are a lot of gender changes. The main character is a girl, a woman. And it sort of, it definitely changes it. And some of the couples in it who were, you know, a guy and a woman are now gay couples. So, and Sondheim loved this and he loved this version of the show. And until the end of his life, when even though he lived to be a ripe old age, people were stunned because he died in November and he had celebrated Thanksgiving and everything was great. And he was going to the dress rehearsals and the run-throughs. So it was shocking. And it definitely, the death of Stephen Sondheim, one of the greatest figures in Broadway musicals of all time, definitely left a permanent footprint, but a lot of anxiety. What's going to happen to Broadway musicals? What's the fate? It's very interesting. And Patty, who's been in, I think, at least six Sonnheim shows, is incredible when it comes to talking about theater, and no slouch either when it comes to television. And I had seen Company, I don't know how many times before, but I had not seen this version. So I think you're going to enjoy it. And we went on a Tuesday night because it's a long show and we needed a 7 o'clock curtain. It's The show is like 2.50. It's long. And our problem was that we literally couldn't, when it was over, we couldn't get a cab on 8th Avenue. So you may have to If you're not bringing your car, and there are plenty of parking garages where you can reserve in advance, you can use, I always like to use cabs because I feel these people have had such a hard time during the pandemic, but for some weird reason, it's a lot harder to get taxis in New York. You would think people would be out and about, but what you can do is have an early supper, A lot of the restaurants are not serving late. But Sardi's, my old stomping ground, and one of my favorites, Sardi's is open, and you can have anything. You can have their famous club sandwich, any of their delicious hash or chicken dishes. And, you know, sometimes if I really don't feel like eating a lot before theater, I go to Sardi's, and I have really delicious scrambled eggs and bacon or something to go with them. And they have terrific bread. They have dark raisin bread. So Sardi's is open, and we need you to support them right there, right near where company is. And Joe Allen's, another wonderful theater restaurant, is open. And I always say a great place to go if you're taking kids, bring your kids. They can get a good hamburger and fries, and they have a really good varied menu. So the theater district took a terrible hit. It's going on three years, at least two, when everything was closed, and the restaurants suffered. So I feel we have to do that. Now, a lot of people don't want to eat outside anymore and can't say I blame you. Yesterday, I met an old friend from childhood for lunch, and we ate outside. Guys, we were shivering a little bit. This particular place said they had heaters, but they weren't exactly working. Whatever. We still ate outside. And a good thing to do is get theater tickets now. They're pretty easy to get. For most shows that are up on Broadway and the theater needs our support and the restaurants need our support. So this would be a really nice evening or a nice matinee, have a very early lunch or a very early dinner after theater. And then you'll have very little trouble getting a cab, I hope, because, you know, people will be already heading in and in their seats. So there's still a lot to do in New York, whether it's theater, whether it's any of the museums, and they're busy. The Jewish Museum has a great show, the Met, the Guggenheim, and it's a nice thing to do. And it reminds us, we're seeing people, we're back in life, celebrating life. And we're all curious about when this is over. How are we going to adjust? You know, it's interesting. I said to a friend, I'm in the city over the weekend. Let's go to one of the museums. And she said, well, we've got to take it day by day. We're all in a very different frame of mind, which is why I love to listen to the radio. I love to listen to podcasts. And by the way, this show is podcasts so if you miss any of it or your phone rings or something happens, go to the podcast. And we're also on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're everywhere. My kids are so proud of me that I'm mastering all these skills. And then, of course, we have another podcast called Let Me Tell You, and we have a wonderful guest appearing this week on Let Me Tell You. Very apropos of Chinese New Year, of the Asian community. And by the way, Happy New Year uh, to so many of our Asian friends. It's a wonderful holiday, and it's a holiday that makes us think of new beginnings and hope and a better world. And the Asian community has had a terrible time in this pandemic, and people who have participated in discriminating against this community should be ashamed. So go turn to our podcast. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I know you're going to enjoy listening to Patti LuPone, one of the Broadway greats, television greats, concert greats, a true star of our town. And thank you so much for being there for me. I appreciate it. I'm Joan Hamburg, and our Sunday show, every Sunday, beginning at 2, is straight ahead.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The First Lady of New York Radio. This is Joan Eats.
1: Next Sunday, February 13th, is Super Bowl. Monday, the 14th, is Valentine's Day. And this Valentine's Day is different because a lot of people are nervous about eating in in restaurants and things. So let me give you a couple of thoughts. For many people, the Super Bowl is about what you eat. I know that for every Super Bowl, I would make, sounds simple, it was, hot dogs, and beans and i would do that old family recipe of mustard and maple syrup and ketchup and i'd cut jumbo hot dogs in chunks and bake them in a very hot oven till the hot dogs literally split everyone loved that but you know who's delivering or giving you a super bowl box Katz's deli one of the great delis in the country one 800 4 dog, that's the number or 212-254-2245 they have a super box for four not cheap 150 dollars they say shipping is free it includes a pound each of their legendary hand-carved pastrami and corned beef swiss cheese deli loaf rye bread Six of their all-beef frankfurters voted, Katz's said, the best in New York. Four garlic, not worst. bun sour pickles, mustard, sauerkraut, Russian dressing. It's a typical Katz's great spread. And they tell you how to prepare it, that it will only take minutes. And they have very good reheating and prep information. Their Valentine's Day package, is $145 with free shipping. And make sure your Valentine wants something like pastrami as opposed to caviar or filet or something else. But the Valentine's package is two pounds of legendary pastrami, a half loaf of their good rye bread, a quart of new pickles, mustard, Russian dressing, chocolate babka, cinnamon rugula. And even a chocolate egg cream scented candle. So that's Katz's. There's a restaurant, or some of them in New York, called Bubby's Super Bowl Special. And if you're near one, you can luck out. It's 20 Hudson Street, B-U-B-B-Y-S.com. And they have two different takeout boxes for Super Bowl both serving four people. They have an appetizer platter for $75, and that's tater tots with jalapeno cheese dip, house smoked buffalo chicken wings with blue cheese sauce, jalapeno poppers with homemade wings, pigs in blanket. they have a lot. There are mini burgers on homemade buns with American cheese, sauce, cookies, And you can pick them up or get local delivery on February 13th. And for Valentine's Day, they're offering their famous crispy fried chicken, coleslaw, buttermilk biscuit, champagne, and a slice of pie. And it's $65 a person. And it's only for eating in. By the way, speaking of fried chicken, the famous German store Schaller & Weber on 86th Street and 2nd Avenue. And they have wonderful and goodies and all kinds of appetizers. And if you love bologna, the best bologna. I was reminding my kids who now wouldn't dream of eating anything like that, that when they were little, we used to go over there all the time and they always wanted that bologna. But, and I may have mentioned it to you, A caterer friend of mine said, "You want the best fried chicken in New York, Challa and Weber. It's a secret. No one knows. They make it every hour." So we ordered it. It was uh, we had a little birthday dinner for one of my daughter's friends. Loves fried chicken, and I ordered from Challa and Weber. That chicken, when you bite into it, you can hear the sound of the crisp. It's so good. Anyway. Enough of that, but that's just to put on your list. D'Artagnan, D-A-R-T-A-G-N-A-N. Their charcuterie is a great choice for Super Bowl Sunday. It's a wonderful company. They have the highest quality poultry, meats, game, and they have a charcuterie gift box, which comes in three sizes, serving from four to eight to 12 people and they run from $53 to 136 plus shipping and they have all their luscious charcuterie products handmade very unique and the boxes include these ready-to-eat meats and spreads dry cured saucisson black and white truffle butter smoked chicken breast you name it it's a great big box and it's for a gourmet fantastic Super Bowl spread. And Valentine's Day, you can buy their ultimate Wagyu Burger recipe kit, and that's really delicious. Their beef burger patties, their foie gras slices, their black truffle butter. A lovely, lovely dinner with easy-to-follow recipes. Now, since I was in college, where one of my pals was from... Short Hills or South Orange, New Jersey, and whenever we'd go to visit her, her family would order Sloppy Joes from Town Hall Deli. Oh my gosh, if you've never had a Sloppy Joe, they do three pieces of pulpit rye bread, coleslaw, Russian dressing, two meats, cheese. They are so delicious. And they will deliver them nationwide via Goldbelly. You know Gold Belly. They're the people that serve and deliver every kind of food thing you've ever imagined. So it's for three people. One sandwich for three. But they're huge. It's $79. Well, that's even more. The initial one is for three. And you can get them for 6 Up to 12, I promise you, if you've never had a Sloppy Joe, and it's not Sloppy Joe like what you think, hamburger. It's two fabulous meats and cheese and all that coleslaw and Russian dressing. Absolutely delicious. So treat yourself, even if you're not doing it for Super Bowl. One day when my son was having a new movie out and I had a screening, I served all these Sloppy Joes, and people absolutely went crazy. So let me give you the number, 973-762-4900. You want to know all about the Sloppy Joes. All right, guys, thank you. I'm so happy to share this information with you. And we have a lot of show coming up next. So stay tuned to The Joan Hamburg Show every Sunday starting at 2 o'clock.
0: Taking you behind the curtain. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
2: I'd like to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. Lounging in their towns And planning a brunch
1: On their own behalf Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Haber Show at a real treat. Patti Lapone, one of my favorite people, is visiting, and believe me, I know what it takes because Patti is starring in company playing at the Bernard Jacobs Theatre on 45th Street. And to do all those performances and then get up and be nice and charming (laughs) on the show is, is amazing. And you know, I was talking to Patty a few seconds ago and Broadway is no secret, is having a tough time with a lot of shows and a lot of shows are not running full houses. Company, my dears, the place was packed. And I understand from the box office, it's crowded all the time. And I thought how thrilled Sondheim would have been to see a show he loved, particularly this version of it, with all of you, and see people screaming and cheering and so excited back where they belong on Broadway, where everyone is having a fabulous time. And I hope you're having a fabulous time, dear Patty.
2: I am, Joan. And I wanted to say that I would get up at any hour to talk with you.
1: I thank you.
2: I thank <laughs> I'm having you. a blast. I'm having a blast with this company. And, you know, it's, oh, God, I could, I could weep. It's so heartwarming and reaffirming to hear that audience reaction. And, and it's not just for us. It's for the release of the pandemic. You know, you the release agree. of the, the lockdown, it's the laughter. It's, it's a lot of stuff. It's, it's, um, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful to experience.
1: And you know what it is, too, when, when we're in the audience, and I love theater, and I've been talking about and covering theater <laughs> for my whole career. I felt normal. Now, we never <laughs> yeah. even talked like that, but almost two years, we're going on the third year. So many ups and downs, so much loss, so much learning to do nothing, which has to be learned for a lot of people. And then we're back in the theater and yeah. we can let it go for those yeah. hours. And what a gift that is.
2: Yeah. 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 We, when we started rehearsal, we, you know, because we were 10 days into previews uh, or maybe 10 days before Steve's 90th birthday when we were to open. and. um Was shut down, and then of course the two years, the eighteen months of what was going on. When we started rehearsal again, this company was like deer caught in headlights. We just were confused and PTSD, and it started. It started to feel normal for us backstage. I mean, we're PCR lab tested every night in order to keep COVID out of the building. Um, But besides, and we wear masks from our dressing rooms to the stage. Uh, but it started to feel normal again, and it started to feel like, you know, you so, it started to feel so normal that we started to get grumpy about an eight-show <laughs> week. You know what I mean? It's like, it was. that was a good feeling. That was a good feeling.
1: And, it, and eight shows a week is a killer.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: No matter how much you love it.
2: <clears throat> right. They, that's, it, they say Broadway ain't for sissies.
1: <laughs> it's true now, do you stay near the theater
2: i commute back and forth to connecticut wow. um and then i stay in the city nights before matinee days but you know say my commute and i've been doing this since anything goes back in 1987 <laughs> um it's either two hours in a bar or two hours to my house in connecticut and if i want to drink I can have a martini in the car if someone else is driving me. But I want to I wake up next to my husband and in green. I live in a very rural part of Connecticut. And it's the, it's the leveler. Um, my life is an entirely show business. My life is an entirely Broadway. And that's the way I, I like it.
1: I know. And that's often not easy to do. No. To have, it, have both worlds strong and solid.
2: I learned years ago, John, when I was with the acting company, John Haslam's the acting company, and we did nothing but act, act, act. And at one point I went, where's my life? And, you know, and that was when I was a kid, when you'd think I would be desperate just to act. But I realized that, that this is in everything. And I can't be a better actor if I don't invest in my life, if I don't understand human nature, if I don't see nature. Um, And so I learned a long time ago that that my life is more important than my craft and my life feeds my craft.
1: Well, I find that really interesting because a lot of people can't find the real person or understand the acting is wonderful. The theater is your life, too. But if you don't have or aren't grounded in something, it, it just isn't worth it.
2: Yeah, right, right, exactly right.
1: And, of course, and you've all been through a lot. With the loss of Sondheim and everyone questioning, because there was no one and is no one like him. No. What's going to happen to musical theater? Now, I know that's probably ridiculous. It's not.
2: It's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous at all. We had a... I'm trying to find the right word. I mean, the the thing I said was, who will make me better? Uh, Steve was a taskmaster. Steve's music was complicated uh, to achieve. His lyrics were complicated to interpret, to comprehend. Who will make me better? Uh, I think if we, if the producers uh, on in our industry invest in young talent, and invest in the ideas of young talent, then we might um, uh, develop another Stephen Sondheim. There'll never be another Stephen Sondheim, but somebody in that vein uh, that educates, that 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 moves us, that that is incredibly poignant. Um, I, but it's all about money, and it's. It kind of breaks my heart. I love it when I see musicals like Rent and You're in Town and Hades Town mm-hmm. and Spring Awakening slip through the you know the the the, the, the money gears of Broadway. You, you just wanna you wanna hit. Well, you can't guarantee. It's it's a losing bet. Broadway is a losing bet. You have to love the theater and you have to love the creators um, to invest. So I wish there were more producers that took a shot with our young talent. Uh, I, did, I was a panelist on the Jonathan Larson uh, grant, and I heard so many great ideas by great young composers, lyricists, and playwrights. Will, they'll never see the light of day. No. The drag.
1: No, it's tough. And, yep. and with this pandemic has not made life easy because, you know, there, there are plenty of producers who might be willing to put dough in a, in a musical, a big musical. But during this pandemic, when everything has been so iffy, we've seen the money dry up with a lot of shows that yeah. we're looking forward or and a lot of young talent. It's a heartbreaking business, but... <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> but as you once said to me, when I was a little kid, four years old, I, I sort of knew inside what I was going to do. Yeah. Well, I love, I love performing, and
2: I love—actually, I love the audience. That's, that's the thing that, that um, triggered me when I was a kid. But what triggered me was I thought they were all looking at me. But thought, oh, <laughs> I can't get in trouble up here. <laughs> um yeah, and, and, and there's nothing like life theater. There really isn't that, that instant communication between audience and actor. And um, there's just nothing like it.
1: When you told your family that theater was going to be it and you actually were in the first drama class at Juilliard, was this okay or did they want their girl to do something like a well,
2: teacher? Well, my dad wanted my brothers and I to be teachers and when my mom and dad got divorced, I, you know, I thought, okay, well, we're released from that. We don't have to worry about that. And then my mother, um, God bless her, just took my brothers and I around to dance classes. And, um, you know, they started it by enrolling us in in, um, in an extracurricular activity. And mine was dance. They started it. So, um I guess they didn't expect us to fall in love with it.
1: Uh, Both of you, too. Yeah, that's a right. double hit.
2: <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, and then my mother, you know, was very supportive. Except my mother was also very famous for saying to my brother and I, "I wish you'd stop flitting from job to job." It's <laughs> <I was laughs> like, yeah, well, yeah. ma, guess what? <laughs> they don't <laughs> this run. This is <laughs> it. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's the life.
1: I know. And and you didn't you have. Uh, a great or great great grandmother who was an opera singer.
2: Great grand aunt uh, Adelina Patti. Um, yeah, who was a coloratura, um, famous for giving farewell tours. And yes, very famous. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, so the voice was part <laughs> of the gene pool.
2: Well, you know, I guess because my mother couldn't sing, nor could my dad. Um, not at all. N- not musical at all. Uh, so.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. No, but it's fantastic. And this version, dear audience, company is a different company. So even if you have seen company, this is totally new. Totally due. And I, I think the the main character is a woman in this as opposed to a male character. I I just found this even more relatable. Yeah. It's about love and why isn't with thirty fifth birthday party, why isn't uh Bobby the Lee getting married? And you know, all the things that a lot of us grew up with.
2: Right. Well, I, I don't know, know if
1: you had that. You didn't have that pressure, did you, as an actor? No,
2: not at all. But childbearing years yeah i mean i put pressure on myself you know childbearing years but and and the thing is that that, uh, what's wrong with a 35 year old male boinking beautiful women and not married nothing what's wrong with a woman um or what is considered in society wrong with a woman boinking beautiful men and not married and that's you know that's at the heart of our Uh our Marianne's interpretation of this that it's that she gets asked the question Women get asked the question all the time, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Um, So it's really poignant. And we have the absolute beautiful Katrina Link as Bobby, as our leading lady, who is an extraordinary actress, an extraordinary human being, um, and so charming on stage, so charismatic. Uh, And so, you know, you're on her side (laughs) as opposed to... What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> or rather, right. there's nothing wrong with this guy. Uh, and then, you know, she, does, she gender bends other characters, like Amy and Paul in the original for the song, I'm not, uh, not Getting Married Today, is Jamie and Paul. It's a homosexual couple. And uh, she flips also the internal scenes where, in the original, I think the woman got stoned. Now it's the husband. It's the wife that got stoned and couldn't figure it out. Now it's the husband. When it was a husband, I can't remember, actually. Uh, But But a lot of gender changes. Yeah, and she's flipping internal responsibility. And women have a stronger, a more powerful presence in this production than in the original. You know, in the final scene, the women are the ones telling the men, you know, chill out. We were alone.
1: Yeah, but I'm just telling you that we all related to this. I told you I heard my mother's voice in my head. I grew up in a little town. And that flag was at half mast because I wasn't <laughs> married at twenty-one, twenty-two. They were like, "What are we going to do?" <laughs> you know, anyone who was over five foot nine was dragged in. And my father, when the blind dates would show up, would stand at the um, door and yell up the stairs: heels, flats, depending upon the size of the date. <laughs> so, so we all. And And the, you're right, you could feel the <laughs> same way for a guy, but we sort of reached out and looked at this beautiful Bobby, but you know, we didn't think why didn't she get married because she had so much, yeah, she's
2: a modern woman, she is a modern woman, and she says it in it. I had things I had to do, you know, get my career going she She says it, but why is that not okay for women? <laughs>
1: I. It, but it's like everything else. Right. It's it's just not okay, right. and it's still to this day. It's different. You know, one guy said to me he had been divorced. He said, "Oh my gosh, I couldn't even get a date until I was twenty something years old." He said, "And now it's like a candy store." <laughs> <laughs> so, the world. The world has changed. Yeah. and as has, has Broadway changed a lot, do you think, since the pandemic? I mean, emotionally, everyone is up and down all the time.
2: I don't think, you know, internally, um, our theaters and our backstages have changed. Um, but I do think the neighborhood has changed. Um, there's no... And I think, actually, this started happening um, right after 9-11, where... Uh, People didn't go out after the show. So, you know, all of our theater bars, most of our theater bars are shuttered. And a lot of the restaurants stop serving at 930. There's no late night dining. Um, So it's difficult if you want to go out after the show to find a place that uh, that's that's also pandemic related. Um, But I think the neighborhood has changed completely. And it's sad. It's really sad. For instance, Kadama, which is a Japanese restaurant that really serviced everybody in the theater district backstage. It's gone. And I, I've been going to Godama, I it must be 40 years. It's a, It was a Japanese restaurant office at the Martin Beck. No,
1: I'm telling you, I just, I looked for it recently. Yeah, and thought, done. how could this place, how could this place be gone? Yeah. And, and so, it was like Sardi's finally opened again. Yeah, right, exactly.
2: And Joe still, Allen's is open, but Orso's isn't open yet. And I know, it's and just that's the heart of the place. theater. Pardon me?
1: I said, that's like the heart of the theater, these places.
2: Yeah, it's, it's weird.
1: Well, you know, I noticed, too, people are nervous. When I was at the theater the other night, and it was a fairly early night, and people were out, but there were no cabs. There were yeah. a lot of homeless people on the street. And there was a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And they've got to fix that, too. Yeah. That should be doable. And do you find, too, with all the goings-on now in theater with so many shows struggling, that star power makes a big difference?
2: I think word of mouth makes a big difference. I think it is advantageous to have a uh, recognizable name. But I think Mm -hmm. any show that is exciting and uh, inspires an audience. Word of mouth is the thing that really keeps the show running. I, I, stars do, and you know, I don't want to denigrate my contribution to a box office, but um, I do think that, that um, if I was in a show and it stunk, it wouldn't run. If I'm mm-hmm. in a show that inspires people, it'll run. I think it has more to do with how people relate to the entire event.
1: And you've turned down shows that you've read, and even though it was, you know, great opportunity, starring roles and everything, and you've turned them down if you thought the the book just wasn't good enough.
2: Yes, yes, because it's a lot of work to 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 rehearse a musical, to to tech a musical, to preview a musical, and still be in rehearsal, and then to flop. It's a lot of That's... work and anxiety.
1: <laughs> I know it's it's really. It's amazing. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with lots more Patty Lapone. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?
0: Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: I'm Joan Hamburg, and welcome back for the rest of my discussion with the one and only Patti LaPone. And I remember at one point when your kid was little, was it, didn't he want to be an actor at some point? Who, my kid? Yeah. He still does. Well, he was too smart. huh? No, but he still does. And he's, you know, oh,
2: you know what, we, what, what we did in the pandemic, um, if you don't mind me plugging something. Not uh, at all. We were, you know, the whole family was together in Connecticut, and my kid was restless. And basically, I told him, look, you have to create your own work. That's the way the business is going now. You have to create your own work. So my kid, Joshua, came up with an idea, and it was to dramatize great American literature and have it be acted by American actors. And what we've done over the course of the pandemic, and it's now released on the Broadway Podcast Network, and it's called Radio Play Revival. We recorded actors um, in their homes, and uh, my kid um, um, edited, produced, and edited eight episodes,
1: You're starting with good for him.
2: Yeah, starting with um, the Gift of the Magi, which was on at Christmas on Christmas Day. But the actors that we got and continue to get is extraordinary: Latanya Richardson, Samuel L. Jackson, Keith mm. David read um, or acted Gift of the Magi. Stephen McKinley Henderson, John Benjamin Hickey, Sam Roberts did um, a Californian's Tale. I directed Zingu by Edith Wharton, and listen to my cast. Charles Bush, Bridget Everett, Blair Brown, Anna DeVere Smith, Harriet Harris, Catherine Grody, um, Eva Marie Saint, and Michelle Williams.
1: Oh, not bad for (laughs) us. Yeah,
2: and then there were um, uh, Jessica Chastain and Michael Urie read The Yellow Wallpaper. So there's eight episodes out of Radio Play Revival on uh, the Broadway Podcast Network, and he's now working on season two. So he's kept himself creative in this dearth of activity.
1: I think and, that's and, fantastic. And I mean, they're
2: extraordinary. They're so wonderful to listen to. Um, it's, it's like listening to, you know, we don't give ourselves the time to stop and listen anymore. Those MTV soundbites that we were so conditioned to years ago have taken over our lives. Our attention span is so short. Well, computers,
1: too, contribute. Everyone wants instant answers.
2: Exactly. And so I force myself to sit down and go, I'm going to give myself this 18 minutes, this 20 minutes, this 49 minutes, and listen to a story. And these are great American writers. It's American literature.
1: I think it's fabulous. Tell everyone again how they can access these.
2: Um, uh, on the computer, uh, Broadway Podcast Network, or any place that you hear your podcasts, and it's called Radio Play Revival, and the logo looks like an old-fashioned radio station where a man and a woman are, are over a microphone, um, and it's uh, you know they're they're in silhouette, um, but they're really wonderful, and the and we he just recorded. Uh, Jefferson Mays, Michael Urie, and Christopher Walken for mm. the second season uh, of The Most Dangerous Game. And he's now doing um, an original play uh, with Joe and Arlene – sorry, Joe and Gia Mantegna, uh, me, um, uh, Anderson Cooper, and Andy Cohen. And You're Bobby kidding. Cannavale is the narrator.
1: Oh, yeah. That's – listen. He's on to something really good. That's he, so exciting.
2: It, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. Um, That's it's really, it's happen. just really, I don't know. It, it, and the fact that the actors, this was during the pandemic and everybody felt, you know, we needed to continue to be creative in some way. Because um, God knows what happens when you stop. I don't know. No. What happens? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what happens when we stop our lives? how do we get our lives back
1: well that's going to be the big question as it continues this virus uh, for rates to fall and we have to figure out what to do again and how to live again how many of us have spent time well you of course were in the show and then it was not the show and then the show again but i said i became the queen of doing nothing I yes. never knew how to do nothing. Neither you know, did I,
2: I. Neither did I. And it was upsetting. You know, I kept saying, is this retirement? Because I'm, I'm not qualified.
1: Because right. we don't like it.
2: Do you know what happened to me? You know, we, because of, you know, the financial the worry, we, we had a gardener, you know, we've got property in Connecticut, so we had a gardener, we had to fire the gardener. So I started to weed and I sprained my thumbs weeding. <laughs> I went, what the hell? I can't even do that.
1: <laughs> but, just, but reading is a lot easier than bending over and gardening, too. Well,
2: it's, just, it's wow. like, and it's, it was, I don't have a hobby. My hobby has been my profession my entire career. I don't yeah. knit. I read a you lot. Know? I cook, but I don't have a hobby. Um, I know. This is my hobby. So it was, it was, it it's was scary. really difficult. Yeah, you know, I know.
1: I, and, you know, it's so funny you're saying that. One of my kids said to me, Your problem, Mom, is you don't have a hobby. I said, What's hobby? You know. Yeah, right, I've right. worked my whole life. That's my hobby. Yeah, right, right. And uh, what, what is a hobby? I don't know how to play um cards or anything like that. I know how yeah. to eat. Right. If you want to consider eating, I'm a star hobbyist. <laughs> but, and that well a lot of us did that cooked. Yeah, cooked. Right. You did right. a lot too. Do you and feel, you know what, Patty? The, I, sorry, go ahead. What I was just going to ask you, but go ahead with your thought, and then I'll. I was
2: going to say that that the other thing that occurred was the trying to find the positiveness in it, and I kept looking for the silver lining. And actually, I started singing the song "Look for the Silver Lining," um, and there were silver linings one of them was the fact that my family was together and right. we would um you know do what we needed to do uh, during the day and we would come together for dinner cocktail hour and dinner which hadn't happened in many many years mm-hmm. um and this the silver lining was the time we were given the time we were given to reflect the time we were given to relax the time we were given to um, take stock of 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 our lives, and I you know I I continue <clears throat> to to look for the silver lining in all of it. N- now the silver lining is I remain ne- never thought in 2021 the dominant sentence would be I remain negative. <laughs> I'm not exactly. positive. I'm negative.
1: Negative, and we fill our hearts fill with joy. Exactly. When we know exactly. that.
2: Exactly. Every night. You know, I just looked at my COVID test this morning and I remain negative. Thank uh, the Lord. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe in the science. I believe in the science mm-hmm. and I took care of what I was supposed to do. Um, I'm vaxxed and I'm boosted and, and I'm masked and I'm, I'm respecting other people.
1: That's exactly right.
2: I, uh, yeah.
1: I know. What a world. Exactly in right. You. When I was in the theater the other night, there was a woman sitting in front of us, two women together. And the minute the lights dimmed, she took her mask down. So I said to my producer, who was sitting next to me, we're going to report her. So yeah. the, repro- the producer said, who's going to report her? I said, you are going to report her. And we called the Usher you know who they walk up and down the aisles in yeah. company with a sign. You know, and she was terrific the usher with being strict, and we didn't yeah, say we, anything. It, we it, just um, pointed.
2: And did she put and the mask back on and keep it back on?
1: Bad. The usher just said, "On immediately," and in a tough voice, and she put it on. But Good. she and her friend very happy to take it. You know, the minute the light went, went dark. So th- your show does a really good job with making yeah. people feel safe.
2: Well, it's, you know, and all of a sudden I said this earlier, you know, a long time ago, I said, you know, not only do I have to act, but I have to be a policeman in the audience, a, a policeman of the audience, which is not fair. But the our ushers are really wonderful doing that. And first it was phones and videos. Now it's telephones, videos and masking like, yeah. you, you know, think of your neighbor. You Freedom is not just about you. It drives me nuts.
1: With, <laughs> that's Patty Lapone starring in Company, a big hit on Broadway, and a good time to get tickets, too, right now, make you feel good. I'm telling you, I felt like a normal person living ah, a normal life. Thank you. And and that makes a big difference. Are you optimistic with all this? Aside from your show, which we know, but a lot of new shows are struggling to sell a ticket. Yeah. Do you feel optimistic about the theater and what's going on? Hopefully this will ebb away soon, but we don't know.
2: Well, if, if our show is any indication of people's desire to get back into a live experience, I have hope. I have hope. You know, is, I I I I think again that earlier that they the shows have to be good enough for audiences to spend that kind of money. Right. But um, I I do have hope that people are desperate for the um, the connection, the human connection.
1: And Patty, when you're in a show like this, which is a big hit and selling out <clears throat> regularly. Do you keep your eyes open for other things or this is full attention?
2: Oh, no, and... of course I keep my eyes open. Broadway, you know, who knows how long will last? Hmm. You know, it's its its that same, you know, that was back to my mother's ex- expression. I, I, I wish you wouldn't flip from job to job. One never knows how long right. you're going to be running or how long, you know, your sitcom lasts or how long. You know, if your movie's going to do any good and you're going to get hired afterwards, if you're only as good as your last shift, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you will. everybody's looking for another job. I know. <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, of we'll, we're you're... happy in the ones we're in, and we hope but, that they last. But if they don't, to the you will be prepared.
1: You know, I had a program director once who said to me, the secret to success is coming to work with your bags packed. And,
2: and absolutely I, I sort of, right
1: right I sort of <laughs> I sort of like that but when you in company sang ladies who lunch i i never the audience collectively and and you're working in the theaters of big house the audience collectively was like oh they were so excited to hear you do this so happy People literally started to stand up. Oh, thank you. And it was so touching. Anyway, I love chatting with you. I hope the show runs forever and that the next one is just waiting in the wings. Maybe a TV Uh, thing for a while so you can get rich.
2: (laughs) I hope so, too. And I love talking to you. And I said at the beginning, I'll wake up at an hour to talk to you, Joan.
1: Thank you, Patty. All the best to you, and I'm so excited to hear about your son. Hello to your husband, and we'll do this again. Thank you, Joan. God bless. And you too. Enjoy the day. I'm Joan Thank Hamburg, you. Patty Lacone, starring in Company at the Bernard Jacobs Theatre. Don't miss the opportunity to see What Are the Greats on Broadway. You're listening to the best radio station, WABC. More to come.
2: Let's hear it for the ladies to lunch.
0: The First Lady of New York Radio. This is Ask Joan.
1: I don't know about the rest of you, but I have to tell you, I'm stir crazy. I feel like I really want to go somewhere. I dream of Canyon Ranch and other places. And I know a lot of people are thinking travel. They want to go. People call and ask me all the time any thoughts. So here's what we did. We took a look at some of our favorite places and try to figure out what the COVID um, process is and what the protocol is. And a lot of these places differ from city to city. So if there's a resort you wanna go to, if there's a spa, if like I have friends who are going to Costa Rica, they took a and b And it was reasonable, but they wanted to find out protocol, and they're all different. So I first checked Canyon Ranch, the one in Lenox, Massachusetts. Go on to canyonranch.com. They really had a very strict protocol. They require all of their guests to provide proof of full vaccination status when they arrive, And proof of a negative FDA-approved PCR and antigen COVID test. And you have to have taken it within 72 hours prior to arrival. And add to that, the staff, all the staff, unless it's some kind of a medical reason, they're required to be fully vaccinated. So I was very impressed with that. A very popular spa is the Lodge at Woodlock. That's in the Poconos in Hawley, Pennsylvania. And you can just go on to the Lodge at Woodlock, W-O-O-D-L-O-C-H dot com. It's very upscale. People love it. My daughter in the past has been there. Linda DeWitt, who works for us, went with her daughter and loved it. So when we ask them, their vaccine requirements and their masking requirements are very different from Canyon and they're more relaxed. They do not ask for any vaccination information. They don't require testing before you go for guests or staffs. Masks are required for guests and staffs only in the spa treatment rooms and the salon So I don't know right now, and it's a wonderful place right now. That wouldn't be my choice. Hopefully we're going to see the end of this and then that's great. One of my favorite places to go is Mohawk Mountain House in New Paltz, New York. I love this National Historic Landmark Resort. It's low key. It's got a really family-type dining room. They have great activities, ice skating and hiking in the good weather, boating, they have swimming, they have golf. And it actually, in Condé Nast Traveler, got voted their spa, one of the number one spas in the country. But when we checked, you don't, if you're a guest, have to be vaccinated. The staff, we were told, is but the guests don't and if for some reason a member of the staff isn't vaccinated they have to be tested weekly you have to wear a mask inside the resort and outside masks are required if you're not six feet apart you fill out a health waiver so they do a lot of good things but they do not require guests to be vaccinated and again, maybe I'm a little more wary than a lot of people because people are going about their lives again. But do know this because it's one of the great places, Mohonk Mountain House. Go to m-o-h-o-n-k And now I see, believe it or not, we're coming up to 3 o'clock. So I love that you shared the Joan Hamburg Show. We do it every Sunday starting at 2 And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find our podcasts. We're everywhere. And so are you with us. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll see you next week. I'm Joan Hamburg for WABC.